So Satan's primary task is for us to remain um, ignorant of God or, or not in worship of God. If we're mm-hmm. a Christian, reading your Bible or praying or talking to God or even talking with other Christians. So Satan's first and foremost ploy is to keep us away from God. Welcome everyone to Renew Your Mind. With us today, we have Senior Pastor Paul Gruenberg, and we have Associate Pastor Jeremy Teru, and we have Retired Pastor Barry Sweet. And, oh, we have myself, Dana Hall, as the moderator. So as we are introducing ourselves, we're supposed to look at the camera, and it's... It's hard. It's hard to look at the camera and to look at my notes. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> so um, we are going to continue our discussion um, from our last series on anger. We've had some questions from some listeners, and um, Barry Sweet is with us here today to add his perspective as well. And we're going to start off with a question of. How is Satan using our anger for his own purposes? We touched on it um, a little. Well, we did touch on it in the last podcast, but we wanna we wanna delve into it a little bit deeper. So, first question is: is what is his plan and his purpose? And I'll throw it out to the group. Well, I think uh, the general plan, and and I've said this before. I say this all the time is. I think Satan's first and foremost um, desire is for us not to worship God, for Mm -hmm. us not to be in relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And then it tumbles into being in relationship with him or worshiping him. He desires, he was kicked out of heaven Mm -hmm. because he wanted to be like God, to be worshiped like God. And God was like, well, that's not going to (laughs) happen. And so Lucifer along with a third of all the angels fell, and those are the demons mm-hmm. that currently are trying to get us off of our game with God. So Satan's primary task is for us to remain um, ignorant of God uh, or not in worship of God. If we're mm-hmm. a Christian, to, to, not just, to not just give your life over uh, to God, to the Holy Spirit, to Jesus, to not be in, in a moment-by-moment relationship with him, to, you know, Sunday morning's good enough. You know, that meets my quota, that checks my box off for the week. I get my, uh, what did what did one parishioner say? Uh, I love Sundays because I get my, uh, shoot, I can't remember if you said it was like my pill for the week or, you know, Jesus fix. My fix, get my yeah. fix for the week. And, and I'm thinking to myself, so what are you doing daily mm-hmm. to help yourself so that it is not a, a weekly uh, boost um, type of thing? Because Satan would say, hey, I'll, I'll take that over you reading your Bible or praying or talking to God or even talking with other Christians. So Satan's first and foremost ploy is to keep us away from God, um, to not worship God. And he's being pretty successful these days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the things Satan loves to do is distract us, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and, and destroy and to um, 
kill, still, and destroy, right? Yeah, you know, and, and and the goal of that is to get us so frustrated and so off track that you know we we don't have time to think about God and we're mm-hmm. focused on other things and um, we're unhappy and and all those pieces and sometimes that leads us to get mad at God mm-hmm. as a result, another form of anger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Satan dances in the streets right now with so much anger in our culture and our time. Mm-hmm. Um, where, I mean, you can't even agree to disagree anymore. Um, and I think Satan just revels in that because it furthers his purpose, um, of dis- of dividing us and, and disrupting mm-hmm. things and keeping us really from God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Satan's having a good time because right now that seems to be a major piece to our culture mm-hmm. is anger. Yeah. And I think it's a real place of foothold or stronghold for him mm-hmm. in a person's life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just looking at Ephesians chapter four. How did you get there? <laughs> did you look at my Bible? I opened right to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And if you, we You're read. probably going to say 432, 31 and 32. Uh, no, I'll leave that part to you. Oh, I'll go right. for 26 and 27 here. 26, this is Ephesians 4, 26 says, be angry and do not sin. Mm-hmm which is actually quoting Psalm 4.4, if you want to refer back to the psalm that says that. It says, do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil or foothold. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's warning against not sing, sinning in our anger because that can be a place of sin. We've talked about righteous anger before too, so mm-hmm. it's not always sin. But it is a place where the devil can get a stronghold in your life which means he takes root there and he works from there and operates there. And that's the place of disruption in our life. Yeah. Is that stronghold, that that place where um, Satan is strong in our life and we don't even realize it. Yeah. And it's part of that. And as you mentioned, distraction, Barry, and Satan's trying to take our focus off God. Imagine the times where you've been angry in your life, angry at people. Can you at that same time be really thankful to God and be praising him? Not really. I mean, you're very yeah. pulled away yeah. from God when you're in that. And that's the division. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And I often think of Job in those moments um, because Job, despite all of the uh, difficulties he faced, um, how did he say it? Uh, shoot, as soon as I thought it. Something, 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 but praise be the name of the Lord. Mm. The Lord gives and the Lord takes, takes away. away. Praise be the name of the Lord. And in our in our frustration and stuff, if we can keep that mindset of Job to where um, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away, praise be the name of the Lord, um, I think that makes a lot of difference. That's really setting yourself up to be successful Mm -hmm. Uh, because we're all going to face anger. We're all going to face disappointment, frustration, shame, whatever those, whatever those areas are, those emotional areas are, you know, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Praise Mm -hmm. be the name of the Lord. It's having that attitude of gratitude. It's interesting because as I recall, Job's wife told him, curse God and die. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hear the anger in that statement. Mm. Oh, she was, that's she was bitter, in the anger, <laughs> you know, of losing her children and losing everything. And um, which, I mean, thinking about what Job went through, 
Um, it, it's, you know, I guess I understand it, yeah. but at the same time, curse God and die. Mm-hmm. Satan's using that to try and distract Job um, and to get him off his game and away from his faith and trusting God in the midst of the tragedies. Um, and he uses his, his own wife against him. And Satan's going to do that. Mm-hmm. He'll use, you know, your relationships. Um, and there was then, I'm sure, all kinds of tension in their relationship, you know, because mm-hmm. she's so angry and so upset. Um, what kind of relationship can they have in the midst of all that loss? It's challenging enough anyway. Right, um, right. In today's world, yeah. Yeah, Any and much less um, the two of them and how do they function together and, and stay together. They weren't. Mm-hmm. They weren't on the same page. And Satan was having a field day. Yeah. That was a question that I had because we had talked about, I mean, it falls into this when you're angry at God or when you're mad at God. What are all the different things um, that people get angry with God for? So, you know, like... Let me preface this mm -hmm. because uh, one of the things people, uh, they they get real anxious about is somebody who says, I'm angry with God. And you're thinking, oh, no, you can't be angry with God. I'd rather have someone angry with God than totally divorced from God. Oh, amen. Uh, because you're still in relationship with God. You know, when you're angry at someone, you're still in a relationship with them and you're still willing to work it out. But when you get to that point where you're just like, okay, forget it. Um, A a nun, one of the growing segments of uh, non-Christianity is, I don't even believe in God. I don't, there's no God, you know, that type of thing. I'd rather somebody be angry with God than... To even be laissez-faire with God, uh, because they're trying to—they're dealing with something, and no one wants somebody to be angry. But you know, there's a lot of, as I said, laissez-faire with God. You know, oh yeah, I believe in God. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, you know, and how does that impact your life? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But as pastors, I was just curious when people tell you. I'm really mad at God and I'm not going to church. What do you hear? Like, why are they so angry? Is it usually a death, uh, a relationship that's... Frequently a death or a relationship mm-hmm. issue yeah. that comes into play. Mm-hmm. Why would God allow this to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why were you not there for me mm-hmm. when I needed you? Yeah. To- You're supposedly all-powerful and all-knowing, and so why didn't you step in? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear other people where places and stories where you've stepped in and made a difference. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you for me? Kind of the comparing yeah. with you. Ble- right. Look yeah. how you blessed to this other person. Why you know, on my you? own journey, yeah. and I've shared this on this podcast before, mine was illness related. Mm-hmm. And I was just ticked at God that I didn't have time for this. You know, and I was working for him. Um, you know, and that mm-hmm. just festered and festered in me for a long time is that. Because it was one thing after another after another. Mm-hmm. And um, I frankly didn't understand what God was up to or why God was allowing it until much later. Mm-hmm. And um, that so, frustration fed that anger. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't push me away from God or doing his work, but um, it definitely influenced it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just find that fascinating. And then what Pastor Paul said about you know, it's better to be angry with God than mm-hmm. to be passive. Is that okay? passive or dismissive of dismissive, God altogether? Yeah, mm. yeah. 
are just dead to God, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're acknowledging him at least yeah. in some sense. Right. Yeah. But now anger can lead to that if it's mm-hmm. not resolved and not worked out, is it can lead to that yes. place where people just divorce themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, Satan can't wait for that day. That's what he's all about. Yeah, any type of disorientation, um, tension, any type of uh, brokenness in people's relationships, Satan's in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I wonder if in terms of trying to deal with and looking at that issue of, what Satan's purpose in, in terms of how we respond to that is maybe asking ourselves the question, if we can get clarity enough in the midst of our anger, which sometimes you can't, but is to ask the question, what, how is Satan using this against me and against my relationships mm. right now? And why am I letting him do that? Mm-hmm. But, but it takes some level of clarity to do that. And sometimes when you're angry, you don't have that clarity. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it takes a while to get there. Yeah. But that may be the, the turning point where you can begin to move back towards God and not mm-hmm. give Satan the upper hand mm-hmm. is when you realize Satan's at work here and I'm letting him be at work. Mm-hmm. And, and when you get to that place or allow yourself to get to that place, you can begin to heal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was reading an article on emotional intelligence and anger. And emotional intelligence is the ability ability to be able to understand or see beyond what you're experiencing emotionally. And so when we, people who are emotionally intelligent, and I, and I didn't read a lot about what emotional intelligence is, but in regard to anger, it's be, the ability to be able to step back and to ask the question, why am I angry? Mm. You know, it's to be, it's, possibility of understanding yourself first as opposed to just allowing the emotion to rule over you in the moment why am i feeling angry why am i feeling unforgiven or shameful why am i feeling fear uh what are those things that are causing me to feel that way and is that is that truth right yeah it at the end of the book of jonah um which I, we won't go through the whole book of Jonah, but if you read it, the end of the book, Jonah's mad at God. He's right. angry with him because Nineveh repented and mm-hmm. was forgiven, and he didn't want that to happen because he didn't like Nineveh. And, but God asked the question to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry? And if we ask ourselves that, it's kind of like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Am I right to be angry about this? Like, is this, is this is justified really, anger? Is yeah. this well-deserved anger? I, I think that can tell a lot about, you know. And, and maybe a further question yeah. that where we can take it is, is it good for me to be right. angry? Is this producing love and joy and peace and patience and mm-hmm. all the, the fruit of the kingdom of God in my life to be angry right now? Is it a righteous yeah. anger or right. is it unrighteous? Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, frankly, most of our anger is not righteous anger. I right. mean, on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean... I we wish feel I could slighted. Say. We feel, yeah. you know, you've hurt me. Offended. And, yeah. and, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's all about us. And mm-hmm. we take it to such an nth degree that it gets out of control. And it, and really when you get to the root of it, it's selfishness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the, you know, when I look for a question to ask myself, is God going to be glorified in this or is mm-hmm. the devil? Yeah, that's. who gets yeah. Who gets the glory in what I'm experiencing, what I'm going to do? If you can 
pause long enough if, to yeah. be able to qu- ask that question, you know, is God going to be glorified in what I'm thinking or what I want to say or what I said? Man, that should that should just help us to slow down when we think in terms of what we're going to do. Um, it, Cause it's, it, you're either for or against God. Mm-hmm. There's no gray area. Yeah. And what, what effect does it have on others? Is this, mm-hmm. is me in the state pointing others to Christ? Mm-hmm. Are they seeing Christ in me? If you have kids, is, it, is this a good thing for your kids to be seeing or experiencing? All those questions of, am I glorifying God or not? It impacts yeah. all the people around. It does. And There's no question. And if we have that kind of um, below-the-surface level of anger, which yeah. is just kind of burning all Festering, the time, yeah. it, mm. it impacts how we view the world, how we treat our mm. kids, how we treat our spouse. Yes. And and half the time, we don't even know it, you know, Um but there's this tone, sometimes this angry tone that we take on that we're not even aware is there. Mm. Um, and again, that's all part of Satan's purpose because that sure. creates division mm-hmm. in those yeah. relationships and hurt and pain. And then they get angry with us and it just snowballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that tone is a big deal. I oh, also, yeah, tone <laughs> is a big deal. I also noticed just because I experience this lately is if I'm driving. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I have zero patience for anybody. <laughs> I know I'm like, wait, I'm just angry. Um, because what does it matter? I mean, why why when you're driving do you get so impatient with everybody? I don't know. <laughs> but that's well, kind that's of a where silly you're gonna thing. have to ask yourself some questions. Yeah, while you're well, driving. I'm trying to hurry too much to get mm. on to the next thing or something like that. But well, I don't know. <laughs> in some level, that whole thing, because a lot of people deal with anger with driving, is it's about me and my schedule and what I have, my exactly. agenda, and what's going on for me today. So hurry up. <laughs> yeah, so y'all need to hurry up because I got to be somewhere. You know, but they're all in the same place. Is, mm. is they're hurrying to there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um. And we need to learn how to chill. And I'm not always real good at this. I mean, I can talk <laughs> about it, but I don't always live it. Because um, I get frustrated sometimes. Yeah. It's like, would you guys get moving, please? Yeah, I hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And and when you stop and think about that dynamic, is it really it's it's about me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I if think... I could just chill, I'd be a whole lot happier anyway. Yeah. Well, James talks about it. All, all sin coming out of the evil dese- desires of our heart. Yeah. So it all comes out of what we're thinking, what we're feeling, what we want. And if there's something that's standing in our way, a barrier or a wall, you know, we want to just crash through that or we get angry, you know, that's where, you know, anger comes out. Right. But it's out of our own evil intent. If we were, if we were truly thinking in terms of God, if we were truly thinking in terms of always glorifying God, we would remove that, I don't know, remove is a little strong, but that feeling of being stepped on, a lot of people mm. feel stepped on and that's when anger gets gets started. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't need to, you don't, you don't have a right to do that or um, something like that, but then, then we have to look at Jesus, right? Who gave up everything to come down to earth mm-hmm. for starters, to deal with this 
rotten people group who can't get it right. I mean, if anyone had a right to be angry, it's God. Mm-hmm. But he shows us how to give up everything for others to know him. You know, mm-hmm. all everything he did was for others to know God, to know his heavenly father. Right. And that was his chief purpose. Now he got right, righteously angry a uh, number of times. <clears throat> and we see that scripturally, and we talked about that a few podcasts ago. So the question then becomes, are we willing to be stepped on for the kingdom of God? Mm-hmm. Are we willing to lay down That's our lives? That's a really lives? good way to put it. I mean, because yeah. it, yeah. yeah. So because Jared, a lot of we're times, going to be. we're not. Yes, <laughs> we're going to be. <laughs> and how we take that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean necessarily you have to be a doormat, but at the no. same time, to some degree, maybe sometimes you do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that, that's not going to be well received out there because nobody wants to be a doormat. Well, no one wants to be perceived as weak. Right. Right. I think it's hard to know when you should be a doormat and when you should not. And, and some of that is mm-hmm. when do I speak and when do I shut up? You know, mm-hmm. as part of that too, is when do I listen and when do I take it and when do I not respond and engage? So true. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes that'll take care of your anger too, is if you choose not to respond and engage, you're not going to enter the fray. Mm-hmm. And, and that's I, difficult to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I would go deeper than that because I think when we seek to understand, that pushes the desire to be angry away. Mm-hmm. If I'm looking, you know, if someone's if someone's telling me stuff that could on a typical day get anyone angry, if I'm focusing on how I'm responding in regard to their anger at me, then that takes me off of doing any good in the situation. Jesus, I believe Jesus would listen deeply. He would say, he would be asking the question, okay, you're angry with me, but why are you angry? Why are you feeling what you're feeling? What are you going through? Mm -hmm. How can I help you to process Mm -hmm. so that you can move beyond this anger back into a right relationship? And I find for me that when I focus on seeking to understand first and foremost, as opposed to seeking to defend myself, I'm in a... I'm in a ton better place. Mm. I think God is more glorified in that than me, you know, putting the hands up and say, okay, let's go at it. Man, you want to verbally fight? We can do that. And I don't, I just don't think it is helpful. And so when Jeremy was on uh, chapter four of Ephesians, it goes on to say in verse 29, do not let any unwholesome talk come Mm. out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And then in verse 31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, Mm -hmm. brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. And then, so that's what to get rid of. So what do you replace it? What's that vacuum, the vacuum that's created when you get rid of something? He says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Be imitators of God, therefore, Mm -hmm. as dearly loved children. And, and, you know, when you know you're loved, 
Boy, you can withstand a lot of stuff. You sure can. Yeah, there's a security in that. Just as Christ loved us and Mm -hmm. gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. So, you know, there's a lot of Paul telling us to, you know, take this off. Don't go there. You know, don't let any unwholesome talk. But what do you want to do? Love each other. Be compassionate to one another. Forgive each other. And one of the ways that I find helpful in terms of getting there, because it's Mm -hmm. one thing to know this, it's another, how do I get there, is to go back to the Satan question in terms of how is Satan using this? How is Satan using me in negative ways? And, And if that's not something I want, hopefully nobody does, but intentionally Christians shouldn't, is then all of a sudden we begin to, how do I switch direction how do i begin to move mm-hmm. in some new ways and then that's where the scripture gives us the help in terms of what to get rid of which is an act of the will but at the same time the act of the will is what are you going to put in its place mm-hmm. and the kindness and the caring yeah. and what does god want me to do instead of how am i going to feed into what satan's up to mm-hmm. and um that takes like i said a lot of clarity of mind but that's where i think we pray in the midst of if we're in an angry place and it's we, we come to the realization that this isn't healthy, and that's where we pray, Lord, help me see what you want to have happen Oh, here. that's a dangerous prayer. It is. It's a very dangerous prayer, but it's also the only way to healing. It is, and it's dangerous because it forces us to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It forces us to take responsibility, right. and when we want to see through God's rose-colored glasses, that's how I prayed it. Lord, let me see through your rose-colored glasses— it changes everything. It yeah. really changes your perspective, but yeah. you still have to deal with, in your humanness, how you want to see something. Right. Yeah, and my perspective is, is, I don't want to be an agent of Satan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in anger, and I often mm-hmm. am. And um, that's one of my places where I cue in to stop reacting with the way I'm reacting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and begin to look at, all right, what does God want me to do here? Not what, not what's going to feed into Satan. Mm-hmm. And I've got to do both of those pieces, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's helpful for us to hear, <clears throat> helpful for the listeners and myself to hear, you know, if I'm feeling angry, go to chapter four and reread these verses mm-hmm. and then, you know, pray that it changes your heart. And I think prayer is critical to this process mm-hmm. is that we gotta, we've got, because that focuses back on God. For one, and and if we're in a place of anger that we can't seem to break out of, one of the places is prayer, mm-hmm. and own it and say, "I'm in this place that I'm out of control and it's controlling me." Lord, help me with this so that I can see points where I can break out of this and find my way home. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> and I think an aspect of uh, praying before it happens too, uh, before yeah. you even oh, get yeah. to the place before, of anger. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. cover yourself in God's peace and yeah. in the blood of Christ and just ask for protection against, mm-hmm. you know, anger and just be anticipatory in your prayers as well. Um, so. um, a person after church a number of weeks ago that was dreading going to a family meeting at a restaurant. And um, I don't know what led me all the It was right in the hallway. And I just said, well, why don't we pray about that before you mm-hmm. go? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it kind of surprised her because I didn't know this woman. <laughs> For some reason, part of the conversation, and I'm not sure why. And well, now I know why. But um, and so I said, let's just pray about it before you go mm-hmm. and get you some protection, but yeah. also 
you know, that you have some discernment in this journey. And I haven't talked to her since then, so I don't know how it worked out. But um, I, That's your I thought, homework assignment. Yeah, <laughs> I need to follow up and find her. But um, I thought that helped her, I hope. Anyway, she seemed much more calm about mm. going to the meeting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just pray it went well. Yeah. Amen. Good. One of the things, and I think we need to end pretty quick, is uh, what does God want me to do here? Well, to know what God wants you to do, you have to be in the Word. Because mm -hmm. God gives us, He arms us, and to have scriptures memorized, uh, like be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ, God forgave you. Uh, there was a song I learned in uh, at camp, be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, for even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Do, 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 mm -hmm. That's Ephesians mm -hmm. 4.32. Yeah. Right. And to have those, those, um, what do I want to call them? Those hooks uh, in your life to go back. What does God want me to do? Be ye kind, you know, be compassionate, right. forgiving one another. And when you dwell on that, when you are forearmed, you're prepared then. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Which speaks to the yeah. whole issue of small groups and, and Bible mm -hmm. studies and, and support groups spiritually yes. along the way. Yes. You can't do this alone. No, right. that's right. We need each other. We're not meant to. That's right. Christians yeah. alone are a contradiction. Amen. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's true. All right. Well, <laughs> We will wrap that up. We did go a little long. Sorry about that. I was too enthralled in the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, so we come to you from the First United Methodist Church. We're located at uh, 215 South Center Street in Gaylord, Michigan. We have three services, two on Sunday, a traditional at 9 a.m. and a contemporary at 1045 a.m. And every other Wednesday, we have a 715 uh, service on Wednesday evening. We'd love to have you join us in person. Um, if you can't join us in person, you can also listen to us on Facebook or YouTube. And if you have any questions, you can call the church or just Google us, and our website will tell, tell you just about everything you need to know. Um, and our phone number at the church is 989-732-5380. Thanks for listening, everyone.